Somehow we find ourselves marching into a new month, when perhaps the last one needed a few more days to tie up all of the loose ends. Yet life in this third decade of the 21st century does not work like that, and nothing ever seems to stop long enough to write all of it down. But this is Charlottesville Community Engagement, which really strives to capture as many pebbles as possible to depict whatever mosaic I can, knowing full well there may at times appear to be missing pieces. I'm Sean Tubbs. Thanks for listening. On today's edition, an Albemarle County man is dead after an encounter with police yesterday. Charlottesville City Councilor Lloyd Snook announces a re-election bid, as so is Michael Payne. And Delegate Rob Bell is retiring from the General Assembly, and the city of Charlottesville is giving out trees intended to help homeowners save energy. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, WTJU wants you to know about the second annual Seaville Puzzle Hunt. Save the date for Saturday, August 26th, for this citywide cerebral puzzle for you and your friends to solve. Before then, whet your puzzle-solving appetite at WTJU's Puzzle Hunt Preview Party, Thursday, March 16th from 7 to 9 p.m. at The Looking Glass at Ix Park at 522 2nd Street Southeast. This will feature music, drinks, and a mini puzzle to get you warmed up for the main event in August. Everyone is invited to this free preview party, but please register at SeavillePuzzleHunt.com to attend. A failed negotiation between law enforcement officers and a man wanted by Albemarle County Police resulted in officers killing the suspect yesterday. Charlottesville Police Chief Michael Cotchis briefed the media after the incident yesterday afternoon. So at 10.05 this morning, an Albemarle County detective witnessed this, uh, a subject who was wanted in the area of the Red Roof Inn. The detective attempted to engage that suspect who then fled on, foot, fled on foot into a wooded area. The suspect started firing rounds while in that area, and at that time, out of abundance of caution, we went ahead and, uh, and initiated a lockdown in the area. Charlottesville police attempted to contain the area, which meant blocking off the US-250 bypass, diverting vehicles onto Barracks Road or Hydraulic Road. They called for backup from other law enforcement agencies. We asked for tactical resources to show up to help take over that area to ensure that this person did not enter the community and cause anybody harm. Albemarle County Tactical Response Team responded and took over this, the scene. At, that, at some point after negotiations broke down, the suspect fled the area and started to go towards the parking lot which was populated of the Red Roof Inn. The tactical response team of the Albemarle County Police Department attempted several times to use less lethal which was unsuccessful. At some point during that encounter, the suspect turned towards the tactical response team and pointed his firearm at them. At that point, they fired at the suspect, striking him several times. The suspect was transported to UVA Medical Center, where he later succumbed to his injuries. Cotchis identified the deceased as 44-year-old Billy Seitz of Albemarle County. Thanks to NBC29 for providing the audio for that story, and look at the reading material section of the newsletter for more information. 
None of the people elected to city council in either 2015 or 2017 opted to run for a second term. But two members of the 2019 cohort want more time to represent Charlottesville voters. One of them made an announcement yesterday at the Free Speech Monument on the downtown mall. Here is Lloyd Snook. I'm here to announce that I'm going to be running for re-election as a city councilor on the June 20th Democratic primary. Snook wanted to make certain to the audience that he was not running for another term as Charlottesville's mayor. In fact, he said he would not seek another two-year term to that office if he is re-elected to council. Because mayor is chosen only by the, by the city council with whoever uh, is, is elected. So the five who are elected will, at the first meeting in January, will then select uh, who the mayor is. Snook said he ran four years ago to try to restore a sense that Charlottesville's government could work again and to address affordable housing, climate action, and school reconstruction. He wants another four years to see the work through. For example, we will have completed the Buford reconstruction by that time. We will have implemented a fair amount of the climate action plan by that time. We will have... finalized the rezoning and finalized all of the affordable housing plans and really gotten those moving forward. Snook said the current council has demonstrated that Charlottesville's elected body is capable of getting things done as a unit. That it doesn't have to be a pitched battle every time. I think that that's really helped and certainly it's helped. I mean, for me, even if it had been a battle, I was still going to be a part of it. That's just kind of who I am. But uh, for some people, um, you know, it was just so frustrating to deal with the last few years. Lined up behind Snook at the event was Vice Mayor Juan Diego Wade. Not lined up behind Snook, but present at the event was City Councilor Michael Payne, who has announced via email he will seek a second term. More on his campaign later on in the newsletter that not meaning today, but like another day. And anyone else who wants to run for the Democratic nomination in the June 20th primary has until April 6th to submit paperwork, as well as the signatures of 125 qualified voters. You can learn more on the Virginia Department of Elections webpage. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement, Camp Albemarle has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a Civilian Conservation Corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every fourth and fifth grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleva.org slash donate. Late last week, Delegate Rob Bell announced he would not seek re-election to another term in the General Assembly. 
Bell was first elected in 2001 when he defeated Democrat Charles Martin with 59.9% of the vote. He ran unopposed in 2003, 2007, 2011, 2013, and 2015. In the years he faced a contested election, he secured between 62% and 67% of the vote. On the final day of the General Assembly last Saturday, Bell addressed the House of Delegates to explain he is retiring to devote more time to his family and thanked his wife, Jessica, for the time that she has put in. When we started this, she thought it was fun. It was actually one of the things that we kind of did together. And in our first race, we didn't have kids. And she knocked on over a thousand doors. And that was part of the things. It was just something we did. But once you have kids, it changes all these trade-offs. Bell said his wife has been the one to dedicate time to their children and the family. And he thanked his wife for that work. He told fellow legislators that their time in the assembly is transient and all legislation can be changed, referring to a 2004 law he carried that was intended to curtail bullying. And then my recollection, and I might get some of this wrong, is Jennifer McClellan had a bill that expanded it and everybody voted for that. And then uh, at the time, Delegate Philip Corn had a bill and she put in a, a time limit. And then I think Glenn had one, too. And at each step, you took a little idea that I mean, everybody voted for all of these. I think they're all unanimous, pretty much. But hopefully, that made somebody's life somewhere in the Commonwealth a little better. And something you do will make somebody's life a little better. And, um, you know, that's why we're here, I hope. This time around, Bell would have run in the new House District 55, as opposed to the old House District 58. That one had contained sections of Albemarle, Fluvanna, Green, and Rockingham counties, which leaned Republican. Because of redistricting, the new House District 55 consists of most of Albemarle and parts of Louisa and Nelson. There are 19 registered voters in Fluvanna who will vote in this race. There are two Democrats competing in the June 20th primary, including one who ran against Bell in 2017. That year, Kellen Squire got 38.7% of the vote to Bell's 61.2%. The other candidate is Amy Lawfer, a former member of the Charlottesville School Board. Lawfer placed third in a race for two Charlottesville City Council seats in 2017. In 2019, she ran against Senator Bryce Reeves in the former 17th Senate District and garnered 48.11% of the vote. Both candidates immediately put out statements, and you can read those in the newsletter. The two Democrats are locked in an intense campaign. At the end of 2022, Lawfer had raised $121,256 to Squire's $104,637. For all of the details on those, check the Virginia Public Access Project for the full details. We will hear in the near future a little more about how the Charlottesville Tree Commission is concerned about the declining tree canopy in the city. For the second year in a row, the city's Department of Utilities is partnering with the Arbor Day Foundation to hand out 200 free trees as part of a strategic planting. Here's a section from a press release that was sent out this morning. Properly planted trees can reduce the amount of energy a home requires to remain comfortable by providing a barrier to cold winter winds and delivering shade in the summer. When planted properly, a single tree that grows over time can save a homeowner up to 20% on energy costs. 
Interested parties can submit a request for a tree through a reservation portal. Available varieties are serviceberry, black gum, ironwood, willow oak, and tulip poplar. Pickups can begin as soon as March 6th. That's the end of episode 503 of Charlottesville Community Engagement. How and when does someone who runs a small business dedicated to providing information take time off? The next two weeks, you will find out. I'm helping some family members move and am somewhat distracted by that. That's why there was no issue yesterday and why there wasn't one on Monday. If I am not going to do a show, I will place a note on the Substack chat that you can subscribe to. That's the place to go for the meta news about what's happening. I am today foregoing the usual newsletter self-promotion to take time to shout out a different cause. The Charlottesville High School Marching Band wants to go to Rome to play in a parade on New Year's Day 2024. To get there, they are raising money for travel costs. It would mean a great lot to me personally if you could spare whatever you could. Check out their fundraising page on Better World. And at this moment, no one has donated anything for the tubas, trumpets and trombones, the front ensemble, or the chaperones. Think of the chaperones! I do have to do a little bit of self-promotion, so here it is. Pay for newsletter. Ting gladly matches your payment. I will keep making them. Thanks to Ting. And I guess by that I mean that I'll keep making the newsletters. Thank you, Ting, and thank you to everybody listening. Uh, it is the end of this program. Uh, realistically, seriously, I'm going to try to get another one out tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. i got to get going. Bye-bye.